It's true. I know. I know. One of us is an adult of the group. It's crazy. Here. Frank Frank just bowled me over with information that I I can't even I mean we're gonna share it with you one day soon, but uh I'm blown away by what he just told me. Blown. Blown. Blown away. Blown, Jerry. Blown. <laughs> um here's another big one too for you, Frankie C. Epstein uh blackmailed Bill Gates. Massive story today, huge report. We'll yep. get into all the details and the specifics. It's huge. 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 Uh, speaking of which, the man who gave us Hitch, besides the original man, uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, mm. flying off the handle at uh, a party. We'll a talk par- about that. At like a party party, not, not at a political party. Not at a political party. Uh, no. Jeff Bezos is engaged. No. Idiot. What idiot? <laughs> there's, there's a new loaded Uber. Is it better than a loaded baked potato? Uh, nothing's better than a loaded baked potato. All right. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend dressed in drag once. Speaking of which, there's a Bud Light update. And we're going to talk about our pal Byron, uh, who's, uh, we're following his dating life now. He's our own little, um, we're going to get this guy married one day. I think so. I think we can, if anybody, I mean, we should be lucky enough that we got married. <laughs> we pulled it off. Well, you know, we could help this guy out. It should be the like AOA dating service. That's, we should start an app. For AOA holes only. I love it. I love it. That's a podcast, people. All right, Frankie C. Of course, uh, we'll start with the the big major news of the day here. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein blackmailed Bill Gates. Massive story. Um, Credit to the Wall Street Journal who broke this. Um, But it all revolves around this young lady named Mila Antonova and it is you would think it would be like a modeling thing or like an acting thing it's a bridge thing you know bridge the game the game bridge not like the bridges no not like bridges of Madison County no not like bridges of Madison County okay Uh, because you expect these creepers to be walking around in these like weird rings, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're wrapped up in a bridge scandal, and you're like, what? I feel like if you were if you would have given me a, a thousand guesses on a scandal scandalous thing, someone's caught up in bridge wouldn't even make the list. Exactly, a hundred percent. Bridge is like, the least scandalous thing I could think of. Yeah, agreed. But supposedly, Bill Gates had an affair with this Russian bridge player. Um, this is what the Wall Street Journal is saying. And sources familiar with the matter are saying that Epstein found out about Bill Gates's affair with Mila Antonova, threatened Gates into reimbursing him for tuition costs that Epstein had initially covered for Antonova to attend a software coding school. Uh, Epstein's threats to Gates came in the form of an email that he sent in 2017 after he failed to convince Gates to join a multi-billion dollar charity fund he attempted to set up, according to sources. Gates met Antonova in 2010 when she was in her 20s. So legal, but still yeah. creepy. Creepy, but yeah, you're right. Um, and went on to play bridge with her. In a 2010 YouTube video, Antonova recounted a tournament that she played with Gates saying, I didn't beat him, but I tried to kick him with my leg. According to documents that were reviewed by the journal, Antonova wanted to establish an online bridge tutorial business and was attempting to secure the funds for that through Boris Nikolic. What, fund, what funds do you need for that? No, like you need we, the bridge. 
I don't, was that a card game or is that like a, a different thing? It's no, cards, it's a, right? it's a card game. Yeah. So you need a deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. And a phone, a cell phone. Sixteen there's bucks. Your, right there's your online bridge tutorial. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know what kind of funding you need to secure? Well, I don't know, but she was trying to get it. Uh, okay. Boris Nikolic is a close at Gates advisor. Uh, Antonova was introduced to Epstein to help her raise the funds for her initiative, which sought to promote Bridge by creating quality tutorials for beginners and advanced players. So, uh, okay, you need a camera. You yeah, right. you need a camera. So, two hundred ring light, ring light. You throw in another fifty bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I mean, we're making jokes, but this is twenty ten. That shit was like. That's true. Was there even YouTube? Uh, there was YouTube. Yeah, yeah, there was YouTube. All right, so she, yeah. It was very in its very infancy kind of a state. And she was like a professional. So her whole identity was she was a professional bridge player. Is that that was that's what she's a known uh, as. I mean, I guess so. The same way we're known as professional podcasters. I mean, a lot of technicality wrapped up in that. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, like, can you legally call us podcasters? I mean, if you get paid to play one bridge game, are you a professional? I mean, I guess a lot of people would say yes. See, as soon as I sold one piece of art, I called myself an artist. That counts. So that 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 counts. I yeah. Guess. If you get I'm... paid for your 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 talent, your skill, you could. I guess you could technically call yourself a, a professional, whatever that is. Yeah, but I've seen like I can't. We can't put any pictures up, but you anybody can Google. Myla Antonova, and she's like a she's you know she she looks like an underage girl. Okay. Like in this video, she looks like she's like a, like twin like twig thin and you yeah, know. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. So Antonova and Nikolak met Epstein in his townhouse in November of 2013. She presented her fundraising proposal to him. Was looking for half a million dollars. A lot of ring lights. That's a lot of ring. Yeah, that's, I mean, extra deck of cards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so Epstein doesn't go for it, doesn't invest. But Antonova went to stay at an apartment, Um, at that apartment, I should say, a year later. Excuse me, an apartment that Epstein provided her a year later. She said that she didn't interact with anyone or Epstein while she was there. At one point, Epstein paid for Antonova to attend a software coding school. Um, she told the journal Epstein agreed to pay, and he paid directly to the school. Nothing was exchanged. I don't know why he did that. Now, do you believe that? Because I don't. I tend. I don't know what to believe when it comes to this stuff. I believe the, the you know it's all gross. The gross stuff, anything gross and icky. Yeah, it's like yeah, sounds like. They're gross enough to do that. I mean, I feel again, not like I don't want to believe her, but I don't know if you just go and stay in somebody's apartment and then you get tuition for a coding school paid for without having to give anything in return. However, right. having said that, I could see it from his standpoint if he's just thinking, if I do this, I'll what's get the quid pro quo here. Yeah, what's the. I think it's to nail it's to nail Gates because I, I guess if if he's trying to get information on Gates or trying to get her in debt to him, and then he goes, "Well, what did you do with Gates? Did you have enough? You know, whatever it was." Because I think he's trying to get Gates because I think that was his game, right? I mean, that's what you a lot think of from people, the beginning, Epstein was like, "Hook up with Gates, and then I could blackmail." 
I think he did a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of, that's a lot, big, huge theory. That's what Joe Rogan thinks, and a lot of people think that he was just out to get info and Sounds, money. and. I mean, you can't put anything, I mean, it's Epstein, so whatever it is, there's nothing, there's no rung low enough that he wouldn't sink to, I'm sure. Right, well, like, when you think about, like, the, the Victoria's Secret guy, I always forget his name, but how this Victoria's Secret guy just started giving money over to Epstein, and it was, like... Well, I mean, if he supplied you with kids and then he's got that on you now, you're going to give over whatever you can to keep your name out of everything. Man. And then it just starts to tumble from there, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about, let's forget reality for a second, but if you think about writing this as like a movie or a series, mm -hmm. like you can have this guy literally start as just a Wall Street kind of con artist, right? Yeah, with a few hundred grand in his pocket, maybe. Gets a little lucky here or there. Figures out that this old man likes young kids. Gets him one. Gets him two. Now well, all of a sudden he's he's got yeah, millions. Black, if once I mean yeah, he could just sneak his way into the blackmail business. He can. That's how you. That's how he gets his millions and then billions. Wexler, bless your heart, Paul. Thank you. Right. Um, and then and then like you know and then from there now all of a sudden you start popping up on government radars and. What if a government just pulls him in and says, hey, you know, get us some info on this guy and, you know, whatever. We don't, I don't want to know how you're doing it. Just do it. Then he starts doing it. Because, I mean, that's how I, you just kind of get the feeling that, like, it's not all like, oh, he was just one thing. Like, once you get mixed up in that world. Well, yeah, I'm sure he had, because, you know, he had his hand in so many different, like, he was a, uh consultant on a lot of things right so god knows what that means you know what businesses he was tied up in you don't make billions without i mean especially that kind of guy having your you know your business and a few different things so yeah you're right it, it, it's it's weird he's he's got so many different things going on you're right yeah i mean who was the guy whitey was it a uh, whitey bolter and um Massachusetts they made a mm -hmm. bunch that's what the departed was kind of bit roughly based on and um hated that movie Johnny Depp was in was in a movie about him too where he was like a he was like a mob boss but then he became an FBI informant and so he was like playing both sides against each other just to stay out of like once you get mixed up in that world of shit you just you know your life is now not yours anymore but still that's what you know what that's what you get for being a giant scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's so who like he, he could have, like, a lot of people were like, oh, he was Mossad. He was this. He, he, he could have just started as a piece of shit. He, he could have gotten lucky and stumbled it back. You know, he could have gotten dragged into this. I don't think that he was a government agent from the beginning. I just think. No, I think he was a scumbag from the beginning. And he just, the FBI got a hold of him at some point. Maybe, or maybe not. I mean, do we know that's the case? Well, listen, who knows if it's the FBI or if it's, you know, Israel's, uh, like, Mossad, it's their FBI, if it's Russia's FBI, if it's MI6 God knows what country. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We don't know. I mean. Who knows? Or if it's any of them, or if it was just a giant scumbag, and uh, I mean, which he was. Yeah. That's, that's a given. But, but I mean, that's it's where a... it began and ended, you know? It's insane to be running with the the prince of England, presidents of the United States. Like, it's just insane to be in these absurd circles, you know, and not be on, you know, 
not have some shady shit going on, especially with everything that we we know. Right. Anyway, well, gl- glad to be back. AGB Arver. I don't know what that that means, but sure. A lot glad of people welcome Thanks for your back. concern. Appreciate yes. it. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back too. Uh, I thought you were dead. I'm, I'm not good. gonna. I'm here. I'm here. We're all good. I thought you were dead. I mean, I probably could have just sent a text, but now, every now and then you think, you know, hey, you good? Mm. That's all. You know, you good? Not even the word you. The letter you would have been fine. Just you? question mark. You, you good? You good? Question mark. Actually, oh. I knew Frank wasn't dead when he surfaced online to shit on Dave Matthews in, in a tweet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I haven't listened to the new song. I, I don't know. Is it a new song or new album? Did it's a whole new album. album. Whole, new, whole album. new album. Great. Yeah. What's the name of the album? Walk Around the Moon. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I don't like saying anything to you. <laughs> Walk Around the Moon. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. Uh, I'll tell you what. All right. Really quickly on this. It's a COVID album. So. So's, uh, so's 72 Seasons. Yeah, but is is there a lot of themes of like mortality and from Metallica? Is there any talks of death? Yeah, I guess it's so. It's a metal album. There's, every song is about death. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's not the happiest album. This album, it's really, it's really good. I'm impressed with it. Cool. No, I'm, I'm sure it's it's glorious. all right anyway so during the time that antova was looking up to set our initiative epstein was also trying to set up his own fund according to documents reviewed by the journal epstein was attempting to establish a charitable fund with jp morgan which would require super wealthy individuals to make a hundred million dollar contribution and pay him millions in fees the fund was supposed to be a way for epstein to rebuild his reputation after he pled guilty and was arrested in 2008 uh, and was and became a sex offender. Documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal show that Epstein's fund was contingent upon obtaining support from Gates in emails sent to J.P. Morgan executives. Epstein tried to come off as close friends and an advisor to Gates, despite not including the Microsoft co-founder in the emails, which the journal reviewed. Um, in essence, this fund would allow Bill to have access to higher quality people, investment, allocation, governance without upsetting either his marriage or the sensitivities of the current foundation employees, Epstein wrote in this email back in August of 2011. He followed up the next day by saying, Bill is terribly frustrated. He would like to boost some of the things that are working without taking away from those that are not. Two months later, Epstein sent another email to J.P. Morgan executives Um After the company prepared a presentation on the project, writing, the presentation is not tailored to Bill. He is the person, the only one that counts. A J.P. Morgan spokesperson had to respond to the journal, and they said, quote, the firm didn't need him for introductions. Knowing what we know today, we wish we had never done business with him. Um, A Gates spokesperson also responded by saying, has said Epstein never worked with Gates and misrepresented their ties and communications with J.P. Morgan's and others. So they're basically saying the same thing, like they they never really worked together, which is kind of what what Gates has said that they had a couple of meetings, but that was it. You mean that Gates and Epstein never worked together? Right. In 2017, Epstein emailed Gates about Antonova after Gates' extramarital affair ended. People familiar with the matter told the journal. In the email, Epstein asked Gates to reimburse him for Antonova's coding school costs, saying, quote, the tone of the message was that Epstein knew about the affair and could expose it to the people. Um, 
Adding a Gates spokesperson said that the Microsoft founder had no financial dealings with Epstein. Two years later, in 2019, federal prosecutor. We all know about that. Um, Yeah, so he knew about this affair and tried to get him to code back. So again, it just kind of, I don't know, to me, I'm curious to get your impressions on this, but it feels like somebody's driving, whether it's Epstein himself just to get his money, but, but is it more than that? Is it just to get... Is it to ruin Gates? Is it to get him on the hook so they can get other people, other things? I think, I mean, there was the whole thing where Epstein was Bill Gates's consultant, right? right? He said he was his consultant. So maybe it was, a, listen, pay me as your consultant. Or it, it was a, probably a constant flow of my guess. This is a guess. Keep a constant flow of money coming to me as your consultant. And I won't release this information about the affair. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I mean, because to, to be honest, I mean, I feel like Bill Gates, if all Epstein was looking for was to pay for this woman's college, like, I feel like that's a drop and that's like pennies. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think that's just the only, like, because we have that in an email. It's the only kinda... tangible thing they've got. Yeah. But... But I mean, if yeah, if Jeff, if Epstein was saying I was a consultant to Bill Gates, that could be under the guise of, hey, listen, I'm your consultant as long as we, I've got this thing over you. Right. Right. Exactly. But again, it doesn't explain why. And that's the thing with most of the articles that are coming out today, even the Wall Street Journal article kind of falls short of this. Like it doesn't explain why Gates was there at his house one day and then stayed far longer than he cared to admit later on yeah what what initialized the their their coming together yeah that's true it couldn't have been their interest of bridge <laughs> i don't think it was their interest of bridge <laughs> i can't imagine that's what brought them all together no i don't think so so i i don't know where did they meet they met at that's the thing can you trace can we trace back their first interaction between Gates and Epstein, yeah, I'm sure we've talked about it. I can't remember where, and I'm if I had to guess, it's probably New York at some some gala fundraiser gala bullshit. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, who the hell knows though? I'm it's so it's such an entanglement. You can't. It's yeah. so hard to unravel. I'm sure. Obviously, the investigators know way more than we would, but it sounds like a, a complicated entanglement that. I mean, we only have a couple of pieces of it. I can't imagine what they're trying to unravel. But now, I mean, now that Gates is divorced and we know why, right? I mean, Melinda, I mean, I don't know if they've ever really come out and said it. I know we talked about it a ton, that it yeah. had to do with an affair and probably several. You think that was, oh, okay, yeah, several. Yeah. She knew about this? I, th- I don't know about this specifically, but I feel like we've done podcasts on this where there were emails and everybody was kind of, everybody kind of knew he was Yeah, that, that with other women. That sounds right. Yeah, right. Right. Doesn't that sound familiar? I'm pretty sure we talked about this. Yeah, and Robin says hooker convention. I feel like that's probably right. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure somewhere in the mix there was a, a hooker convention. You never know. And that's the thing with you know. I'm sorry, but if you're that type of a person, you know, I mean, you can't be hanging around somebody like Jeffrey Epstein and people not assume the worst of you. Yeah, you, I mean, you know. Uh, Knowing, I mean, especially if you know, like after everything comes out about him, 
yeah it's like now now you there's a there's a weird there's no excuse anymore you 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 wouldn't as soon as like you, you before that you could probably be like well i had no idea but after everything comes out it's like well now you kind of have no excuse anymore and think about every Wall Street like asshole you know about. It's perfect timing. Jay Sabs knows a lot of Wall Street assholes. Let's bring her into this mix. Jay yeah, Sabs. I'm, yeah, I'm one of them. Thanks. Think about all the more the asshole Wall Street people you know. Ugh. Like not one of them would t- even knowing every even knowing that this guy was arrested for being a sex trafficker and all this shit. Not one of them would turn down the opportunity to make a couple of quick million off of some weirdo high bizarre yielding investment like if this guy comes to you and goes i'm putting together a fund where everybody's putting in a hundred million you know can you put together a proposal for me i don't know one wall street asshole that wouldn't be like yeah sure william right oh yeah definitely right like what's what's the protocol like do they have how much homework do they have to do on a client before they get into business with them I okay, so I know somebody who's kind of in this arena, and I know they have to do a background checks. Like they have to make right. sure because okay. it's easy when you're moving that quantity of money to be doing it for a not so great reason. It's probably something. Yeah, there could be a nefarious thing going on. Could be anything. Could be trafficking. Could be weapons. Could be a ton of different things if you're moving around yeah. that much money. Drugs, so these, who the hell knows? They got to do their due diligence with some of this stuff. Right. No, that's uh, I'm sure. I feel like there should be like a every Wall Street whatever firm should have its own vetting department on on new clients or whatever. Is that a is that the case? Do you know Jay Sabs? Like, hey, there's this new client we're thinking of doing business with. Can you you know I'll send you their info. Can you you do a whole check through through? Well, they don't care. They don't care. No, they just want the money. That's it. They don't care. Okay. They do it's have true. a department. That's what JSAB's department was. So she was too busy stealing salads back then. Salad department. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that green. Oh, no, that was... <laughs> salads was, uh, was way before. Oh, that was? Yeah. Come on. Oh, that was that was your small time, your small time game. Oh, now I'm thinking about all the good times I had on Wall Street. Some good times. I miss like? it. Like. Ooh, I can't say I can't say okay. them on here. <laughs> any, any that don't involve cocaine? Right. Right. And stolen salads. <laughs> uh, oh my God! There's so uh, just it just all came at me at once. That's what she said. God, that was a story. Even, oh, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I wish I wasn't even on Wall Street that long. It was about three years only. No, mm. four years. Four years. That's a long time to be on eh. Wall Street. That every you know. Every day for four years. That's that'll, that'll that's that's enough. That's a that's a good that's a good job. You know that's it's a long time. Yeah. I think I did a year, and it wasn't even Wall Street, but it was the financial sector in Garden City, Long Island, and that was debaucherous oh. enough for me for a year. <laughs> yeah, no. That's funny. And yeah, the never... stories that some of those guys told, because the guys that I worked for all like went through the. 80s and 90s wolf of wall street times and shit like that uh, cocaine fueled yeah yeah ah oh, good times i remember those times <laughs> it's a lot of coke a lot of coke yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. i remember oh. 
we were in the cafeteria once and somebody spilled the sugar and somebody came running over with a straw and just just can't, I'm like, we're like can't let that go to waste they were like no, oh it's they're like it's too much of a risk to if that's you know what <laughs> if that's sugar i gotta take the risk because the, the rewards are just too great i can't like Jimmy, we just knocked there. over the sugar. Like, that's exactly what Jimmy said. Can't take the risk. Right. Can't take the risk. What if it, what if it wasn't? The one that... time I don't I don't snort it, it's going to be coke. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like PTSD. They just snap right into it. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I hear you. All right. The um, best part of that job has to be the cafeteria, though. If you work at a place with a cafeteria, I feel like that's 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 pretty good, right? I mean. Oh, no. No? Different food? Every, was it different no. food every day or? Uh, just think about a hospital cafeteria and how disgusting the food is there. Hmm. All right. I So that job had a cafeteria and it was not that great. But when I was at CBS FM, we were in Times Square and we had the MTV cafeteria. And that food was fucking great. Oh, I'm sure oh, see, it was. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You, yeah. You know, I understand they have to make a ton of food, you know, so it's like a mass quantities. They're trying to produce a lot of food. So maybe the quality will slide a little bit in, in terms a of a little bit. But like, if I know every, not everybody, it's, it's hard because they don't, not a lot of people have the choice to go like outside. If you're the cafeteria is the only thing they got, then I'm sure the quality will slip. See, that's depressing when a cafeteria doesn't have good food. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that because then you would, I think people would feel guilty if they went out for lunch. You know what I mean? Like, then it's almost like you're forcing people to stay in while they eat lunch. But if the, if the cafeteria is crap, I would go, you know, go out, you go out for lunch. That'll, that'll learn them real quick. (laughs) I did notice that a couple of times in both cases where you'd, you'd be down there and somebody would like one of the cooks or the workers would be like, I didn't see yesterday. You know, right. (laughs) One of those. Yeah, I wasn't in the mood for your brown whatever the hell you were serving. Yeah. No, I, I picture like a prison. You ever see uh, uh, Orange is the New Black? Like I picture that kind of cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Oh, that food was disgusting. You know, I, like just oh. rotted whatever, and they're just scraping the rotted part off and just, you know. See, the one the one that I worked at, with, the financial institution one, it was in the basement. So it was already, like, dark and dingy and dreary. Mm, got some mold going on. Yeah. The things that are stored are probably getting moldy a little quicker than they should. Yeah. You got to give people windows if you expect them to do a good job with anything. I mean, basements shouldn't be used for anything but storage. Yeah, yeah I agree. If you want people working, throw a window in there. Yeah. Throw a fucking any, window. Any place where someone's working, there should be a window. Yeah. The MTV one, though, it, it was like it was literally like like they had an outdoor seating area and the view of like the Times Square ball was like right there. That's it awesome. was it was fucking crazy. And you knew it was good food, too, because not only did some of like the on air people at uh, MTV go eat there, but the fucking executives were eating like the the pricks See, that's that good. should be getting lunch delivered to their desk. Yeah, they would fucking go down there and eat. That's how good the food was. Any celebrities like that would do one of these shows go down there or? Um, in and out so fast they don't eat, they don't stop there for kind of in and out fast yeah but a lot of the guys like um all the mtv guys you could name um kurt loader kurt loader yes um i can't picture like i don't know like bon jovi online with a with a tray no. just, just sliding 
<laughs> no, yeah, that's funny, but no. Gra- grabs a little roll with the tongs. Who was the other guy? Uh, grabs a roll with the tongs. <laughs> like John, he's, you got to, you know, carbs, buddy. Um, Sway. Sway was a big cafeteria guy. I dig, the, I dig a good cafeteria. If you get to find a good one. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, I'm, I'm in. So, yeah. You, know, you got a few options. Yeah, they could be good. Okay. They could be good. You, you know, hit or miss. All right. Uh, speaking of hit or miss, the uh, Alec Baldwin. He's at the Penn America Spear Spring Literary Gala. Sounds important. Yeah. Get used to that, Frank. Penn Literary Gala, my friend. The Penn he's, Literary Gala. He's there last week. A woman who was working the event claims that Alec Baldwin screamed at her Ooh. and called her a peasant as she walked away Um the alleged incident began because he was blocking the server's path as dinner was starting to be served. So the young lady says, I'm a sweep leader, which means I basically tell the waiters when to put down the plates and we have to do it all in a certain order. She explained this to page six. I was going to feed the head of the table, but that's who he was talking to. So I got, uh, so I go up to him and I say, I'm sorry, sir, but we're going to have servers walk through the tables here in a minute um she said that baldwin wanted to schmooze with this particular person uh she said but me and my servers have a job to do she says the comment set the hot actor hot-headed actor off she claims baldwin patronizingly asks so when is it a good time to talk to my friends the server shares that she did not expect that kind of a reaction and claims that he was very clearly agitated and even added, do I have to explain it to you? Ugh. Not wanting to exacerbate the situation, she said uh, she said she replied that he didn't need to explain it. Well, then step aside, he said. Afterwards, many of my coworkers came up to me and said, do you know what he said while you were walking away? I didn't catch it because I was forced to, I was, I was focused on my work, but apparently he was calling me a peasant, she claims. Good Lord. Come on, man. That's frustrating. It's like, dude, we know, you know, just anger management. You got to, you got to step up. Maybe go twice a week. You got, it's, it's not working. Whatever you're doing. Get up it a little bit. Yeah. Keep, keep going. You think he might be bipolar? I mean, I think uh, he, I think he might be uh, Irish Catholic from New York. If I could be totally honest. Yeah, I mean, bipolar. He's sticking to one pole, the, the pissed <laughs> off jerk pole. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen? It's rare to see him in a in a good mood. Any any stories you see, it's it's hard to catch him. Like, oh, Alec Baldwin said, uh, helped a lady cross the street today. You know, it's, it's you know, yeah, it's hard to catch him on good days. Every time I hear a story about him, it's it's. Uh, he yelled at someone. He pushed a cameraman. He did this. It's always he's pissed off at someone. Now, I will. I have to say this. I know he's given a lot of. He, he is a very charitable guy. Oh, I'm sure. Like he has done a lot. And yeah, and right. But go ahead. he's got a temper. He's got a bad, a he's short got a fuse. Temper. Yeah. And it's, like I, I can't, I can't tell you how much little shit out here in the Hamptons that it's like whatever the fucking ymca needs a fucking thing and he fucking foots the bill for it doesn't say shit to anybody and oh, like i'm sure I'm all sure. that kind of stuff you know he's a sweetheart absolutely. in absolutely. that sense 
But you I know. could totally see him saying each and every one of these things that this young lady yeah. said. Like if someone yeah. said this about like Hugh Jackman. I'd be like, no, they're lying. That's bullshit. Oh, right. yeah, that's, that's definitely in, not. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman's like the nicest guy in the world. I don't think that would ever happen. But for Alec Baldwin, it's like, yeah, that sounds right. So I know someone who kind of did the same thing. Always, I don't know, I think maybe it was like showing off. Like, oh, here, I have money. Here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to donate this. I'm going to buy this for you. I'm going to buy that for you. But then would be a complete dick. So, mm. he, you know he, someone personally that yeah, uh, okay. anger issues too. So yeah, people fly off the this guy, the littlest thing, just he flies off the handle at the slightest provocation. It's 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 bad, especially if you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. You look like a dick, even though you could be you could be donating millions and helping so many charities. And no one sees that, but what they see is the story saying how how you flipped out at see, a waiter or a, right. a sir. You know, it's it's bad. Now, do you think he donates all this stuff because he knows he's going to be a dick? Because I definitely think that's why this person I know did that. I I I know the like kind it. of I know the kind of people you're talking about. I don't think that's him per se. Yeah, because the way Anthony's saying, it sounds like he kind of does that donating stuff like under the radar, and mm-hmm. it's it's very. He does. You know, not like, oh, look what I did. It was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to make a big deal that I did this. Yeah, I mean, Sounds he does like do it. that shit. Like, I don't know if you remember the Capital One commercials that he did years ago. He donated sure. every last dime of that money mm. on, on those commercials to to charity. So Yeah, I mean, there's, that's good. That's great stuff. And, you know, the whole, you could do all that a million times and you you you, you yell at someone and it's like, well, that's all people see. Yeah, I mean to be fair, he was donating that much. I knew uh, I knew about his contributions six kids ago, so you know uh, he's got to probably tight, belt tight a little bit. A little. Yeah, he's got to feed some fucking kids now. You think they're calling him back for uh, Beetlejuice two? Yeah, I don't know. They are making Beetlejuice two though, aren't they? That's confirmed. They have uh, uh, Winona Ryder's in, Michael Keaton's in. Uh, what's her name? Uh, who was who the the mom? Oh, uh, Kevin's mom from Home Catherine Alone. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Catherine mm-hmm. O'Hara is in, and Jenna Ortega is, is signed on yep. to be in it. Top five movies for me. Is Gina Davis and him gonna be in it too, or you don't know yet? Not confirmed yet. Not confirmed. I don't know. We don't know. Interesting. So that Interesting. would be that would be great if they can get them both of them in there. That'd be awesome. You know, that was one of the movies that he's got Clark Kent syndrome in there because he's wearing glasses and is way thinner and younger, and he's almost unrecognizable to what he is Agreed. Now. No, he's, he looks like two different people. Right? It's a complete 180. I don't know where, like, I don't know if we could spot the transition, like how he, because he, he changed into a completely different person along the way. Completely different person. Yeah. I saw Keaton talking about Beetlejuice the other day in a TikTok. It was like an old interview clip, and he was saying how, who's the guy, the weirdo, the director? Tim Burton. Tim Burton pitched him on it. And he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then he pitched him on it again. He's like, I don't really get it. And he was like, all right. And he's like, let me give me a couple of days to think about it. And then he called up the wardrobe department. He goes, supposedly this guy's been dead for a long time. Send me over a bunch of clothes from a bunch of different errors. And let me just kind of like fuck around with some stuff. And that's how he, he, he got the suit on. He painted the mold and everything. He did the hair. And he was like, it's genius, man. That's that, that freaking movie. I mean, 
I don't know what era that striped suit comes from. I guess maybe he was a prisoner. Like, what's the back? St- I would love to know the the origin story of Beetlejuice. Like, why? Mm. Who was he when he was alive? Yeah, that's that would true. be cool. I wonder if that if they would get into that. Or you think they're just going to haunt another couple? Yeah, who the hell knows? I mean, I mean, if it's my, not Baldwin and Gina Davis, it sounds like they're going to be moving on and hunting another couple. I mean, my guess is Winona Ryder has a kid. The kid is probably going to be Jenna Ortega because uh, they have that same, you know, gothy kind of vibe to them. Right. Um, I don't know what the, again, the script, who the hell knows? I know a long time ago, like probably right after the first movie, there was a tentative script. There was like a weird sequel idea that Beetlejuice was like in Hawaii. It was a weird script that, really? that, that never got off the ground. Yeah. And probably thankfully. That's a weird never, thing. Yeah. It was a weird, s- silly. I, I, we're probably better off it never got off the ground, but I don't know what. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know the, the full sc- the details on that, but I got to imagine they've, they've, revamped it a million times since then hopefully so we'll see what what happens there i i think it's gonna be i don't know that's exciting we're really as an 80s kid we're kind of getting spoiled because it's like all the big things are coming back yeah i mean in in some way shape or form you know that's everything i mean it's when did it start we got karate kid came back yeah you know with uh, cobra kai that was a big, you know, big return. They brought all the all the major players back there, except obviously for boring. Oh, you suck! <laughs> I know. I just I could not get into it. Husband liked it. I could not get into it at all. To be fair, I only saw the first season. We dropped out. It, it went. Oh. We watched it. It was. I'll give you. This was cool. This was the the reason that my wife and I signed up for YouTube. Uh, Red at the time, I guess it was called. I don't. Right. Know, I don't know what it's called now, but. The reason we Red signed team. up was because it was only Cobra Kai was only available on YouTube, right? So we signed oh. up for it, and then we stick we stuck with it worked. We stuck with uh, with YouTube Red, uh, but then it moved to like Netflix or whatever it was, and then it became huge after it moved to Netflix. Yeah, we only saw the first season, and then we haven't seen any of it since. But my brothers watched the whole thing, and he says it's great. Okay. Same with um, comedians in cars getting coffee. It was on Crackle first, remember. Yeah. Crackle. Crackle. And like, nobody watched it, and then they put it on. Crackle's it's still a thing. It's there. I don't know how. Uh, every now and then you get a random movie that comes to the top of your head. You're like, where the hell is that? You do a search. It's like, Crackle? All right. I guess I'll watch yeah. it on Crackle today. You want to have a weird night, take a gummy, and then go to Crackle or Sniffle or one of them fucking B-rated <laughs> services and go watch a shitty book. Go all the way down to the bottom. It's like, what the hell is this from the 70s? What? Yeah. Some yeah. weird shit. Some creepy movies. Uh, speaking of weird shit, Jeff Bezos got engaged today. How fucking hey. stupid is this guy? <sighs> Why? What do you mean? Well, there's going to be a prenup. I mean, he already gave away. He's the richest guy in the world. Gives away half his money to his ex-wife. Then he latches on to this girl who's like, I mean, you can't put her near heat because she'll melt. Bless her heart. I'm sure she's a sweetheart, but she's plastic. Oh boy! And uh, he gets fucking married to her again. Like he, you know, I, I saw an interview. Where he was like, "Oh, I'd like to give away all my money to charity." Like a fucking ex-wife is not a charity. Somebody needs to tell this guy. 
That's not a formidable charity. I love how it's like, oh, I'd love to give all my money. Okay. If I was doing that interview, I'd be like, all right, which charity? Let's write yeah. the check right now. Oh, in the interview, he goes, it's hard. He goes, it was hard to build Amazon, and it's hard to find, you know, like, I'm like, what? No, it's not. There's a million charities that all do great stuff. St. Jude's. There you go. Kids, yeah. kids with cancer. Done. Done. Write the check now. What's the problem? It's hard. No, just give every, you can give every charity a billion dollars and in like a billion dollars a day. And in like, I don't know, what would you say for him? Well, what is he at? 240 or 250 billion? Yeah. It'd take like, give him weekend. I'll give him a four day work week and he'll get what a year. He'll be good. Well, he's going to, he's probably makes as much as, you know, I don't know what he makes a day, but probably. Yeah, that compound interest is a son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, if you give away a billion dollars a day, two hundred and fifty, day, you know, days later, he's bro- he's broke. But I'm sure he's making. I don't know what he's making every day, but right. You know, you could you could give away a half, half your give away a hundred billion dollars to charity, and you'll be fine. See? Yeah, you'll be perfectly. You'll, you'll be just fine with a hundred and forty billion. What's the problem? I'll tell you what, though, he looks old as shit. Like I saw, I saw a video of him like on a yacht somewhere, and he's like all chiseled looking and everything. Um, And then I saw this interview, and you look at him up close, and he's kind of got like the short grays over here. He's like shaving it all bald, but he's got like a little. How old is he? Like it's showing up gray. I think he's. That's a good question. I want to say he's in his sixties. Right. I mean, you're gonna get. uh, I got grays now. I'm in my forties. You know. He's 59, she's 53. I mean, listen, credit him for not going after a 21-year-old. So good for him. We should Well, I was going to say. Let's yeah, recognize that's, that. That's right. decent. That's yeah. A, that's a good move. Yeah, that's nice of him. But to eventually just give this girl another, you know, half of his money cuz you think he's going to stay faithful to her? I don't know. I mean, it's all, he just got divorced. Isn't it still isn't he still like a year or two out of the And this was a COVID divorce too, wasn't it? Oh, I, I, you know what? You'd be surprised how little I know about Jeff Bezos and his relationships. I would be surprised. Yeah, very I little. You were an expert. I'm not. But hey, we don't because you know... love Doctor Evil so much. So you figured that would be the next logical step. <laughs> you know, that's true. But it's been how, when was the? Uh, that's what we need to come back. Remember all these things coming back. We need another Austin Powers revival. We had like oh, six boy. of them. You think so? What do you mean six? There were three movies. Oh, that's it. It felt like six to me. There six. was, to be fair, he, there he was in I think a, a su- Super Bowl commercial as Doctor Evil, and it was great. It was yeah. No, I love it. I think we just need to wait another twenty years before we get one of those. Did you see the uh, Pentaveret or whatever it was called? It was Mike Myers' show on Netflix. No. God awful. Bad. Oh, my oh, God. What was it called? Wait. The Pentaveret. What is that about? It's about like a, a secret society that runs a secret group of people that run the world. And it's like about like secret societies and all that was on my things. list. Yeah. Don't do it. Oof. Don't do it's, it. It's the corniest jokes. And it's all it's jokes that he oh. made in Shrek. You know, it's very it's like uh, I can't. Just old, very old jokes that, you know, and it's just like fart jokes. And I'm like, all right. Oh, okay. maybe I would like it. 
No, I'm I'm all for a good fart joke, but it's it's old tired gags, you know? There's nothing there's nothing fresh about it in my opinion. I and I love Mike Myers. Don't get me wrong. I I watch, you know, I think one of the one of the funniest movies is Zoe Married an Axe Murderer. I love that movie. But this this just did not I and you know, he plays every role or whatever. He loves and, doing that. Yeah, and he's great, you know, he's a he's brilliant and playing all these different parts but the jokes just didn't land for me i was like this didn't you know who's better at that uh mike myers or eddie murphy Ooh, good one uh eddie murphy's pretty great at it too i i don't know because i i like both of their characters mike myers has a definite like maybe five accents he does for 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 all of them and they're all like Scottish. It's right? all the yeah. It's either the Scottish one, the old man, uh, you know. And I, I don't even, I don't even know. I guess that's it. <laughs> and it's, it's there's only a few of them. Eddie Murphy, you know, he plays. I don't know if Mike Myers ever played a woman. Mm. Like you know, Eddie Murphy plays men, women. He plays different, you know, ages and all this stuff. I, I would probably go Eddie Murphy. I'm going to Eddie Murphy. J-Subs? I think I'm going to get yelled at for this, but I think Eddie Murphy is kind of corny. Corny? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. Example. Just, I don't know. Like, when you watch the special, like, okay, so here's the thing. You know I'm not a fan of, like, the past. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of the past. I'm not. I don't don't think that one show, Honeymooners, has any comedic value. Oh, you're crazy. At all, whatsoever. Wait, what what doesn't? Honeymooners. Honeymooners. (gasps) We've talked about this before. We've almost Uh, ended our friendship over it. That's that's rough. I, I don't like things in the past i think a lot of it is just very corny it's not my type yeah. of humor. But while you're watching it you gotta nope. take into consideration it's the 50s and yeah but the that 60s. right and i would and never want to live in that era ever ever you, no ever. one's asking you to live in that era but if you're watching if you know, i die the honeymooners wait, if i die well i will die but when i come back and they ask me they ask me hey Oh, no, they tell me we're going to put you in the 50s. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm good. Don't send me back. No, I'm good. I would mm. I would hate to be. Robin, you're Imagine right. me in my mouth and my mouth in the 50s. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. how much of this has to do with the fact that there wasn't really great air conditioning back then? Oh, yeah. God, I would die. And the, and the problem is you wouldn't be today, J-Sabs, thrown back into the 50s. You'd be 50s, J-Sabs. Mm. It's mm. like. It's like the whole Jurassic Park thing. Every time I watch Jurassic Park, I get frustrated when they go, these are animals that have, have no idea what century they're in. It's like, yeah, they never did. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like they were back in 65 million years ago going up. Oh, it's 65 million years before people. We got to act like dinosaurs. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't think a lot of that stuff is funny. Oh, Honeymooners uh, was great. Like, how much was, have you seen? How much of the honeymooners has have you actually seen? I've seen a lot of episodes, and actually, like I want to say, ten minutes in, 
I'm looking at my phone because it's fucking boring. And They're it's 15 not minute funny. episodes, most of them. Okay, like you two minutes. Give it another five it. minutes. <laughs> no, then two minutes, and I'm lying. Oh, God. I don't know. I love the minutes. I have to say, uh, where where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Robin. Was it Robin? Was correct. Uh, I forget the name, but Coffee Talk. He did play a woman. I forget her name. That's right. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. That's right. Rhode Very Island good, is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. <laughs> but he's great. he's one of those guys that was way better on SNL than he was post movie mm, career. That's true. I mean, like yeah. for as great as Eddie Murphy was on both, I think his movie career is better than his Saturday Night Live career. Yeah, that yeah, totally. Eddie Murphy's movie career better than Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and that's sure. not counting the one. What's the one where they all dress up as fat people? I I don't care for that. The clumps. The clumps. Yeah. Or Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. I think they're related. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Nutty Professor. The clumps was some sequel or something. Although there is the funniest line I've ever laughed at in my entire life, and I will never forget it. And I shan't repeat it because it has a racial slur in it. But he says something to the piano player in Nutty Professor just as like a throwaway line. <laughs> and it caught me so fucking funny. It has to do with a racial slur and the term Liberace. And I'll just leave it at that. But it's <laughs> fucking made it. I could not stop laughing. I, I think we were watching it like here at the house. Mm -hmm. And I was with a bunch of people like family. And they had to pause it because I was cackling so much. Nobody could hear the fucking movie. It just <laughs> I just caught me so fucking funny. It was it comes out with good. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. I love Beverly Hills Cop. It was probably one of the best movies of the 80s. Yes. You put that you put Beverly Hills Cop up there with Back to the Future, Karate Kid, uh the Goonies, all of them. Uh, Agreed. It's, it's a great eighties movie. Agreed. All right, Wait, let's, what is? let's uh Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Let's stop blowing Eddie Murphy. Um okay. there's an, a new Uber apparently coming to town called Black Wolf. Sounds scary. Yes. It is a ride sharing app where the drivers are armed with guns. Uh, God. Well, no in good. their defense, a lot of them have said that they've felt. And, and is this in response to an article that I read about how they feel very unsafe? Who Uber drivers? Yep. You know what's funny about that? I so I was just in Chicago, and oh, excuse me, Mister Daddy uh, Warbucks, world traveler. You know, doing making business deals and such. But um, so I'm heading back to the airport and I was, you know, I was, I'm getting an Uber and this young lady says to me like, oh, I hate taking Ubers because no matter what, I always get a creepy driver and I always feel super unsafe. Mm. And I, I didn't say anything to her because I totally understand. I'm like, I get it because I'm a big man and I always get creepy Uber drivers and I feel relatively unsafe. So well, you're big man is question. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I understand. But I said, I thought about that article that you were talking about, Jay Sabs. And I'm like, the funny thing is, is they kind of feel the same fucking way. Most about of us. The time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, it's so it's so crazy, though. Like, it's there's such a weird there's two sides to this all with. And it has to do with guns every time. And the two sides is do you know, one side, I feel obviously very different about than the other. One side is there are crazy people out there and, you know, if I'm an Uber driver, I want to feel safe. 
and uh, so I'll take a gun. All right. But what if the crazy person is the Uber driver and now he has a gun? It's like people it's like people are crazy, they have guns. So here's the solution. Just give him more guns. Put more guns out there. It's like no, stop. My argument with guns is when there's a Here's my argument with guns. There are kids playing in a playground. One of them has a stick. He goes around, and he's hitting all the kids and he's and he's being a jerk and he's hitting the kids and he's hurting everyone. Do you A give every kid on the playground a stick? Yes. Or do you B take the kid's stick away? What if the kid beats you with the stick before you can take it away? Boom! <laughs> all right. well, it would ha- it would have to be your bull, Frank. Okay. Well, that's all kids should have sticks, says Rob. But like it's, it's you see what I mean? Like the answer can't be just everybody's gets a stick and then we just beat each other until there's no one left. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. If there's a problem, the the you know it, it doesn't add up that the solution could be give more weapons out. Hmm. How could that be the solution? I like to say if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> well, if you check out my hook and my DJ, what the DJ? So. Good. You, go. you guys are great. <laughs> Come on. I feel like that was a real genuine podcast moment right there. Okay. Clip it. <laughs> Clip it. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know what's weird, though? I, like, I'm with you when people are like, oh, like, arm the school teachers and shit like that. I'm like, eh, whatever. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, but there is, something, there is something interesting about hiring somebody for, for security and a ride. You know, because you can hire a security guard. Like, if you feel the need to, you could be like, hey, I'm going to hire that. somebody with a gun to just walk by me. And I get that. And presumably you know. the security guard would, would have to be well-trained and know what they're doing and not be responsible and have a background check and be a, a person that is trustworthy to own a gun and carry a gun. It's not just going to be some guy with a gun. If you're hiring security, that person should be well-vetted and and be have a license and go through a rigorous training process see if we're going to give somebody a gun i'd want them to be driving around new york city for 14 hours and exhausted that's oh, exactly okay. who i think needs mm. a Perfect. fire weapon that yeah. makes sense and I, you put it that way <laughs> um by the way the the app was created by somebody who used to work for marjorie taylor green okay carrie king brown so not only shares the same gun values but also puts enough emphasis on having three names so Carrie King Brown and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, can you bring your gun on this Uber ride? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as long as we're everybody, I feel like we're it's the Wild West, which is everybody had a gun on their hip and just walking around, and you could just be, you know. Well, don't you just don't you feel that way a little bit in general? Not to sound like an old guy here, but when we were growing up, it took it, everybody lived three hours away from a casino. Now it feels like everybody was lives fifteen minutes away from a casino. Okay. You couldn't smoke weed. That was the worst thing in the world. That was the gateway drug. Now all of a sudden, everybody's got weed gummies and all this other shit. Like, Everybody. It kind of feels like the world is really changing a lot. And I don't think that oh, yeah. anything is getting particularly worse, you know, in a sense of like, weed actually wasn't that bad for everybody. And, you know. There are things that are getting worse. I mean, there are things that are getting better, There, but... You can't say there are th- nothing, there's nothing that's getting worse. There's some stuff that's getting worse. Gun violence, um, global warming. My colon health. Colon if you health. believe in that. Oh, here we go. 
There we go. I just said that to annoy you. I know, I know. Um, but, so this is a, an app that started in Atlanta. It got over 80,000 downloads already in the Atlanta area. And now Carrie King Brown wants to take it to New York. Problem is, as most of you guys know, uh, New York has very strict gun laws. That's true. So they that can't do, do it here. Very hard to take a gun into New York City. Um, but they are trying to work their way in. Um, I don't know. Carrie says she's got a... This is embarrassing to read. Carrie says that he's looking to enter the New York City market with help from a connection. A detective in the NYPD who has his own security company provides training for drivers. So I don't know. If, you know, hey, I know a guy. I don't know if that's going to fucking play when you're trying hey, to okay. bring in a fucking massive uh, app, especially oh. when you when you already have Uber and Lyft who could care less about the whole gun part of it. They don't want to split their money, you know, their market share with anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, they just, it's... Stop trying to get guns to be everywhere yeah. when when the NRA doesn't even allow guns at their meetings. But you have to admit, the people that can afford something like this that would want the security, this is, sounds like a viable service to them. Mm. What do you mean? Meaning, like, if you, like, let's say you, you have a shit ton of money, and every time you go into New York, you hire a security company mm -hmm. to be with you in your three days in New York. Right. Right. Just just for some safety, you know, Got just it. whatever. And you I'll have your you. own security guard, because obviously if you're going somewhere and you need to hire security, probably have your own security guard. Right. Now, maybe instead of hiring that security company, you just take this service around and you have your own security guard. And now you're not, you know. Well, that's this Uber driver is not your security guard. He's carrying a gun to protect himself. He's not your personal security guard. He's not going to get out of the car with you. He's protecting, presumably, from what I understand from this story, the Uber driver is protecting himself from potential hostile passengers. Right, but he's also, I mean, they're selling this app as, you know, there's a lot more murder in cities, there's a lot more this, there's a lot more that, and people are, you know, people need protection. Uh, yeah, they're trying to... Backdoor a that's what she said. Backdoor, backdoor <laughs> a, uh, a more guns into different. I, I see what you're saying though. So you're saying that, let's say you get out of the car and somebody comes over to rob you, you don't think this guy's gonna get out of the driver's gonna get out of the car and try and help you? If someone sticks a gun through the back window, in in my face? No, not even that. You get out of the car. I get out of the car. And somebody holds a gun up to your head. You think the driver's going to help you? Because I think it's a 50-50 coin toss. Mm. Maybe. I mean, uh, chances are I feel like that, that driver's gone by that, by that time. Yeah. The time I get out of the car and someone approaches me, the Uber driver's no, gone. No, you get out of the car, doors open, gun right to the head. Maybe. Mm. But, you know, then it's, then it's two people holding guns on each other. And I'd rather just give the guy whatever money I have, and that's the end of it. I mean, I'd rather that than a shootout. That's why you don't get a stick at the playground. No. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather that than two people holding guns, and how is it going to end? I'm, I'm stuck not... in the middle of two lunatics. I don't know what their, their deal is, and they're holding guns on each other. I'm not going to give you any money, Frank, because you're going to lose it to somebody with a bigger stick than you. That's fine. Don't give me any money. Um... Question. Wait, I want to have to ask Frank a question. Yeah. yeah. Frank. Say you had kids. Mm -hmm. Say your kid was being bullied. Right. And say someone pushed, hit, kicked your kid. Would you tell them to push, kick, or hit them back? Or would you say, 
not to do anything. I wouldn't say not to do anything. Um, that's tough. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd ask specifically what's going on. If that's if they're just pushing and hitting the kid with no. I'd want to know exactly what's happening. What's provo- like? What's the problem here? The kid's the kid's just a an asshole, a bully. He's an asshole, and he just yeah. walked up to my kid and and pushed him. Mm-hmm. Or or hit him, or kicked him. Kicked him, hit him. Tell the teacher, tell someone, or talk to the kid. Hey, dude, what the fuck? What are you doing? Have I'd say have your friends around you. Have a couple people with you, and ask the kid what's going on. Why you know? What's the deal? And if, you know, if the kid, if the bully starts throwing, you know, I'm not saying he shouldn't defend himself. The kid, you know, if the kid's going to throw a fist. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, don't get a stick. Don't fight back. I'm going to say, you know, well, a fist is different than, you know, my analogy was related to guns. A fist, everybody has a fist. Most people have a fist. Well, I wouldn't say every. Most people have fists. Most. Um, but, you know, most people have a limb that they could hit people with. Uh, you know, in that case, my my whole thing is guns, adding more guns to the mix doesn't really solve anything. It just adds more, more potential for people to get shot. Am I wrong there? That's true. Cause if, okay. If so. There's two people firing. Say the cab driver gets into a, a car accident. I don't know something with someone else, and they have a gun too, and they start, fi- you know, firing at each other. Uh-huh. And you're caught caught in the mix. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I mean, too. potentially two, three people at least are going to get shot and killed. Maybe if one guy, you know, I, obviously I'd rather there no, be no gun in the mix. Right. That would be the ideal scenario but if there's one well that's why there's no guns in new york because there's just too many people like forget responsible gun ownership or whatever we decided a long time ago it's just too many fucking people yeah to allow you can let this shit go on at dog and pony show cities like atlanta and fucking charlotte like okay you know you got fucking four tall buildings you could have your little guns but in new york you can't fuck you can't fuck around with that i'll never understand the logic into not wanting to at least register guns like you register your car you register like when you go to vote it sounds like you want to take away our guns yeah right doesn't that sound like the uh, obviously obviously frank wants to what's the to register you know well you want to make it easier by making a list for you of whose guns to take away first i want i want to know who owns the guns mm-hmm. and there's because there's people you know That'll make that'll help police solve crimes. At least it'll help police in their pursuit of criminals. If we know who the gun owners are and who shouldn't have guns, background checks. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you as a gun owner? Why wouldn't you want? The, I feel like as a gun owner, maybe maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm way off base. But I'll let you know. If gun, would you assume? Wouldn't you assume that most gun owners? wouldn't want to shoot a person like you know wouldn't they want to avoid that as much as possible i think you're looking for you wouldn't you think most gun owners want to avoid dickheads ruining it for them hmm. that yeah they want to avoid the confrontation that they would you know get involved in with gu- with guns hmm. i get you know so 
Yeah, no, I know. Gun, you know, people aren't going to register their their guns, but at least if I have if I have a gun and someone takes it from me, you know, and uses it, at least we could track where it came from. We could solve you know that problem, and people will be held responsible. And there's a little bit more accountability. Uh, I know criminals aren't going to you know register their guns, but we should make it harder for criminals to get guns. We shouldn't make it a free for all. It should be there should be background checks where people have to go through a process. You have to take a test to to get a license. You, you know, you shouldn't just be able to walk into a gun show and buy whatever you want and walk out. I feel like can we at least do what we can to to help the process? I feel like that's the least we could do. We're not we're not saying take away people's guns. We're saying just make it a little harder for criminals to get their hands on it, number one. And number two, maybe help the police a little bit when they're mm-hmm. trying to solve these things. You know, at least we'll have some kind of registry. Uh, we'll have gun ownership. We'll have people that, you know, the the good guy with the gun you know, will be able to identify them. We'll make it harder for the bad guys to not get a gun. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not, I'm not for I, the Second Amendment. I think to me, every uh, you know we we update these things all the time. It happens. We it's their amendments. They get amended. The Second Amendment hasn't been updated since since it was written two hundred and fifty years ago. So neither has that other that other thing, that big book. Oh, what's it called? Oof. The Bible. There you go. Thanks. Thanks. What? Welcome. <laughs> well. You know, uh, what I'm saying is, like, we add things to the Constitution all, you know, all the time. It wasn't perfect when it was written. Women couldn't vote when it was written. Um, African-Americans couldn't vote when it was written. They'd have, you know, so it was it was was not a perfect document. So why do we think that the Second Amendment is perfect the way it is? Can't you at least uh, why is there no no room for growth on that? I, I never mm. understand that. Like mm. it's so such a sacred amendment. Like we can't touch it. Why? Just well, like well, the well, other big book. I know there. You know we all have our rights, but people have a right to not get shot too. You know, there's kids in schools that want to go to school and not have you know be afraid. Oh, no, kids want to go to school. But, but whatever, they have a right to go to school and be with their friends and hang out and. Not be afraid that someone's going to walk in and and do whatever they're going to do. It's just, I feel like when we had the gu- the the assault rifle ban back in the nineties, the gun uh, deaths went down. It worked, and then the, it expired. Gun deaths went right back up. Mm. It's like, all right, uh, you know, obviously we saw a situation. We 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 did something. Did it solve the problem completely? No, but it helped. You look at every other, literally every other country in the world, and um, the gun deaths are are nowhere near what we have. But in Australia, there was a, a mass shooting, and then they they passed gun laws, and there was like that was like I don't know thirty years ago there was a mass shooting. They passed some strict gun laws, and there was like nothing for decades. There maybe it was like one or two. We have one. We have one or two or three a week, and it's like it doesn't stop. It just doesn't fucking stop. 
and to do nothing but go up oh, it's the right as an american to have a gun it's like well okay you can have a gun but do you need the fucking deadliest thing that, that that's out there do you need that is that gonna make what's gonna make you feel safe which gun are we gonna give you that's gonna make you feel safe are, are you that insecure are you that afraid are you sitting in your house going i gotta have every gun in the world or else i'm not gonna feel safe if that's you have a different problem if that's what you're thinking yeah i don't think we need an ar-15 but i'd like my uber driver to have a gun that'd be nice is that what you want? You want some some random guy you never met just picking you up in a car with a gun? <laughs> Again, who have just been driving for fourteen hours? Yeah, yeah. What? What do you want? It's, it's would you rather work. now? Here, would you rather him have a gun, or would you rather him drive with his cock out the whole entire ride? Hmm, that's a great question, Janine. Actually, it's a pretty good question. Thank what you. Time the, what I'm time is it? Because I'm in the back seat. <laughs> I don't have to see that. You know, funny. I never, I never felt like any danger in an uber and my mother is terrified of them she thinks like oh you're gonna get raped if you go on i'm like oh god please like i'm still gonna take ubers for the rest of my life every day no i i'm not scared i've never been scared i like to strike up a conversation with my uber driver of course i like to make friends with them right i like to make i actually had a hysterical one going from the airport to the hotel where this guy told me crazy stories it was almost like taxi cab confessions <laughs> <laughs> and i it was funny because he told me he, he picked up these like four older like 50 year old women um maybe in their 60s they were at oh a i conference. saw this video on... i know right um they were at a conference and he picked them up and I guess they were like, you know what? We like you. They said, can you drive us around tomorrow? So he said, okay. So he called out of his job. And they're like, we're going to pay you $500 for the whole day. It's like, all right. Or this no, was on grannycam.com, right? No, Is that the one no, you're I'm talking about? Oh. He said $1,500. So I'm like, okay. So he said that he took him out. And he said, the oldest lady in the group said to him, we want to see some penis. Can you take us to some place? So he was like, uh okay he's like i didn't know so he called up his friend and they went to a mail review and they got so drunk there he said that the only part of the trip that scared him was he had to take one out of the car and walk her into the hotel she was falling all over she was so drunk and he told the like uh, hotel manager can you please take me can you please Come with us upstairs because she, he goes, listen, I'm a black man and she's a white woman. He goes, I ain't getting in no trouble, right? <laughs> I want a witness coming it. up that I didn't do right. anything. I'll put her in bed and that's it. Right. So he's like, we all walked upstairs. We weren't allowed to go in the room, obviously. He's like, and I wasn't going in there because he said one of them was like, come in and party with us. He was like, I ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I just want to make sure he made them go. He made... I guess with security, he looked at the tape so that he left the room, time stamped everything. He's like, cause I don't want to get in trouble. But he's like, he could not believe when these, when he picked up these women, they were like older and like sweet. And he's like, Mm-mm. he's like, these women went crazy on this conference. Hey, they were looking Where for can a we great see time. some penis? I know. I was <laughs> like, that's definitely going to be me. <laughs> that's hilarious. But good for them. Yeah, good, good for them. them. Having a good time, living life. Love yeah. it. Um, one other thing I will say in my in my 
to wrap up my rant. Wrap in the up. chat, someone said mental health needs to be fixed before more guns. Okay. If mental health is the problem, then why would you add more guns into the mix? Like the Republicans, the right. What? Oh, here we go. Well, this, that's the argument. The Repub- the right One side. One hour, are, 11 minutes. The, the right always says guns aren't the issue. Mental health is the issue. Fine. If that's your argument, then why wouldn't you want to regulate guns in a, in a society where mental health is a problem? Well, I mean, I think everybody knows it's both, right? It's, it's kind of both. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so there's a side that wants to regulate guns because whether it's the guns or mental health, regulating guns will at least help. But if the, if one side is saying it's just mental health, it's not. Why would you add more guns into a situation where mental health is a problem? I mean, it sounds like to me where we need a lot more regulation is in the old ladies taking advantage of Uber drivers. Were <laughs> they taking advantage of the Uber driver? I don't know. It sounds like it was because I don't. You're definitely not supposed to be driving not on the clock. That's not. That's not a oh, good thing. Ah, better, what? He he better have gotten a, a five star, five oh, star did. rating. You know what's weird about Uber though? I mean, I get what I like. I get Janine's mom like being afraid of it because you're getting into some stranger's car, but they're recording everything. Like the great part about Uber and Lyft is they're recording everything, and so yeah. there's a trail to everything. Like back Hopefully. in the day, is that true? Are they always recording? Always recording. I, so if I signed up for Lyft today or tomorrow, I have to have a camera in my. Yep. Does Lyft send me a camera, or I have yep. to provide it? Or what, yeah. what's the deal? I don't know. I'm assuming they provide it and maybe you pay for it. I don't know because it's all, but it's everything is recorded and, right. and you, you, it's linked to your credit card and your real name and their real name and everything. So it's not like the old days of getting in a, a black car or a cab, you know, where you didn't know who the fuck was who. Right. At least now there's, I mean, it doesn't stop bad things from happening, but at least. I mean, it curbs it a lot, I would say, because you don't want to, if you're being anonymous, you could do a lot more worse shit. If you, if people know who you are, it's hard to get right. away with bad stuff. I guess. Yeah. And I mean, speaking because, of getting away with shit, because mentally ill criminal doesn't buy legal guns. And I get that. But if there are a million AR-15s out there and we know who owns all 1 million AR-15s, at least we'll keep track of them. We'll know where they are. It's not like there's, you know, at least we'll have background checks on who's owning these AR-15s and who has them and who they're allowed to, you know. Here's an idea. Here's an idea I think that should be put out there. I don't know if anybody thought of. Why don't we ban the bullets? You can have all the guns you want. Here's an AR-15 for everybody, but no more bullets. The Constitution doesn't say anything about bullets. Can we do that? True. A gun's kind of useless without the bullets. Awkward style. Still a gun. Yeah, you could have an AR-15. I wouldn't take away your precious guns, but uh, uh, one bullet costs 10 grand. Because they're all doing it for money, right? I mean, that's why the NRA, people are funneling shit through the NRA like crazy. Of course. It's all for profit. You could see, you could look it up. It's all public knowledge on which uh, lawmakers get donations from the NRA every year. And it's millions. Marjorie Taylor Greene does. Yeah. 
Um, and she is dating a guy who used to dress in drag. <laughs> That's ironic. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Uh, I'll keep being reminded of that every day. <laughs> this has been Miss Drag Queens are killing our country. Mm. Um, her hubby, who is a reporter, not her hubby, her boyfriend, who's Whatever a reporter. He is. Yeah. By the way, that other one, who's the other one? She's going through a divorce. Lauren so, Bobert. Yeah, we haven't really been talking about it, but she's getting her comeuppance too. Comeuppance. What? Yeah. The what, fuck? What the hell's a comeuppance? I'm like, you get what, what I, what's coming. What I call my Friday nights with my husband. You get what's coming to you. You get your <laughs> uh, karma. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she was dating. Uh, she is. Where'd dating... you get that from? The honeymooners. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's... <laughs> One of these days, Jimmy. <laughs> wow! Right in your comeuppance. <laughs> um, Brian Glenn is her boyfriend, and he was a uh, reporter, I guess, or an anchor at WFAA. And back in the day, he dressed up in drag for a, uh, I guess, for like a publicity stunt news segment, whatever. Um, but it's pretty hilarious because he's Mr. Christian, you know, God loves everybody except drag queens kind of a guy. And he's out yeah. there like, you know, acting like the drag queens are the worst thing in the world. And there's some footage of him fucking walking around dressed up as a woman. I think that every man should dress like a woman just once in their life. I feel like every man has dressed up like yeah, a woman definitely. at some point. Like at some point you wound up with a wig or you wore high heels as a goof for like 10 minutes, you know, at a party. Like every guy has done that. Absolutely. And loved yeah, probably. it. Probably. Right. We Frank, wore, back me up here. We wore tights. Please, in a please Frank. Please, Frank. We were, we were Peter Pan, but we wore tights. That is true. <laughs> we did wear tights in a play. And supposedly my tights that we had like a Peter Pan, like, what would you call that? Dress? I don't even know. One of those, yeah, those uh, that, you know, frilly kind of tunic, I guess it's called. I definitely dress my brother up in women's clothing. My, oh, my that clothing. we know. Yeah, that well, <laughs> you could tell. We could tell. I yeah. can't. I can't imagine how you could tell. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, but I don't know him. It, Rudy G. Paul put points out Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, he Rudy Giuliani on Saturday Night Live. He loved it too. Dressed as a woman. Oh, that was so not attractive. I heard he went to the the after party at SNL wearing that. Did he really? Really? And he had to change out of it to do another sketch. He's like, "Let me go back in. I'm going in and wearing." So he got into it twice. And why not? Why not? What's wrong with that? Dress who you want to dress. You want to be. You want to do drag. Do drag. Love it. Yeah. For it. It's all good, man. I just think it's kind of funny because everybody's throwing it up in her face, and now she's acting like liberals are crying, and it's like, not really though, because right. You oh, know, we're all in tears. Yeah, the thing that you're shitting on forever is a fucking real thing. I, I don't understand. You know, drag people in drag do, doing book readings or whatever. I, I probably no deaths at those things, but you know, or, or no kids were harmed. But you know, you go to the how many priests and how many you know kids? It's 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 stupid. Such, yeah, it's so ass bad. It's really man. stupid. Uh, Bud Light is reportedly telling wholesalers that we will buy back unsold cases of beer that are past their expiration date as sales of the Anheuser-Busch owned brand have lagged. Anyway. So, so they're buying back uh, whatever is not sold. Yeah, apparently they're really not doing all that well. 
That's a, I think they're going to be fine in the long run. They might they're taking a hit, um, but it's a stupid hit. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, and then you got you got Ted Cruz wants to investigate Anheuser Busch's um, uh, marketing department or whatever it is, advertising. Yeah, exactly. That's the face. That's the face it deserves. Because why? Because they have. <laughs> Because they have uh, a trans woman as a spokesperson. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I don't understand that. It doesn't make a sense. It's a person advertising beer. They're not. It's not like you got Jeffrey Dahmer advertising for for the for Bud Light. What do you? What do you? I, I, they find? take they take Dahmer at this point right now. I bet you. I, I'm I'm with Anheuser. Do what you're gonna do, man. Just get. You want anybody you want i mean this person is not it's just a, it's just a person that that has followers that they want to push their product i don't what's the problem and why is a senator getting involved in a private you know in a private company's they're not doing anything illegal what are you investigating mm. I don't, there's no proof of anything illegal it's not like they're embezzling anything or whatever is going on they have they hired a, a spokesperson that's what they did and you you have a problem with it because you don't like the spokesperson i gotta tell you, it's almost unfair to say that because it's it's a technicality but it's like they paid an influencer it's almost like less it's almost like yeah. lower than hiring a spokesperson exactly yeah it's not even a spoke it's not like she's doing commercials she's not the face of the product she's, it wasn't a national campaign it wasn't right. like a fucking it's yeah. promote our beer on your channel right and right. we'll, you know, we'll pay you a little bit. That's what it is. And you know what somebody said problem. to me, frankly, which I thought was really poignant. They said where Budweiser, where Bud, oh, Budweiser, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, whatever, where they fucked up was mm. that they didn't support Dylan Mulvaney the whole way through. And I thought that's How pretty, so? that's pretty genius because remember when they put out that statement and it was like down the middle and we read it and we were like, we don't know if this is an apology or a go fuck yourself or it, it wasn't was just an apology. They didn't take anything back. They didn't. But the point is, is that this person said, and I think it's fucking genius. They did the thing, which right or not upset a certain amount of people who stopped buying Bud, Bud Light. Right. And then they didn't double down and like support Dylan Mulvaney all the way through, which then upset the other side of people that are like, how could you turn your back on the trans community? Like, how could you That's pull weird. back so much and blah, blah, blah. So now you're upsetting, you've, you're fucking both sides of the aisle. Well, I don't see it. I, I never got that. I never got that they they screwed uh, the Dylan Mulvaney side because they, they never took away their support. Dylan Mulvaney never came out and was like, screw Budweiser they didn't back me up they never apologized for it they never said we regret this decision they, they still have her as as one of their influencers and it's you know it doesn't they're supporting the LGBTQ community it's not like they're you know they didn't go oh we made a mistake we're but sorry did they, to our loyal but people did they give that community enough to go out there I don't know and continue to and to buy because I know. I mean, I would say most, I mean, listen, judging by the start of this marketing campaign, I would say 99% of the LGBTQ plus community does not drink Bud Light, right? So mm -hmm. if you go down with their ship, 
you could probably pick up a lot of market share that could make up for all the fucking backwards ass yokels that decided to blow up cans of Bud Light. Yeah, but they didn't do that. And now you have both sides kind of like, well, who cares? Yeah, about it seemed like they were trying to smooth things over with with that yokel side while trying to keep their foot in the door with the LGBTQ community. Right. But yeah, you're right. I, I loved it was a fake ad, but that billboard that's a billboard. Yeah. Keep crying or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking brilliant. And I was wish it LOL it was real. Cry Babies. Yeah. Is that it? LOL. Keep crying. Cry Babies or something like that. Yeah. I wish that was a legitimate Budweiser ad. That would have been fucking brilliant. Probably would have gotten them farther. Probably would have gotten them some, some of yeah. this money back. You're right. I think they could have maybe, maybe they could have backed Dylan Mulvaney a little, a little uh, more, but yeah, I mean, but they again, they didn't do anything. They, they have nothing to apologize. They didn't do anything wrong. They high, they they gave some beer to an influencer and said, "Promote us." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a trans person. What's but maybe that was the problem. Maybe they should have been saying what you said right now. Like we did not do anything wrong. Yeah, they should. We yeah, you're right. Paid a trans uh, influencer, and you know we're. Happy yeah. to grow a brand in their community. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, w- I'm trying to think of the, the the apology thing that they said. You're right. I remember us reading it and thinking, yeah, they didn't really take a, a, a firm side on this. Yeah, uh, you're right. But uh, yeah, if it were me, if I was in charge of that whole thing, I'd have been like, listen, Dylan Mulvaney, we support her. She drinks our beer. She's promoting our stuff. Love to have her on board. Very proud of of our decision. You don't like it? That's that's on you. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have loved it. if that was me. That's that's the message I would have put out there. If you don't like it, we don't want you as a customer. Because there's kind of nothing more American than being like, "Hey, we're trying to make some more money. Go fuck yourself if you don't like it." That's kind yeah. of America in a that, nutshell. I would that would have been so respectful if they would have said that. If they would have been like, "Yeah, you know what? You don't like you don't like our stance." Then, then we don't need you. I would have yeah. been out there going, I can't remember the last time I bought a fucking Kid Rock album, okay? So go scratch your ass. We're, this is the direction we're going in. Yeah, Kid Rock can, can suck it. Eat it. We're, Dylan Mulvaney's popular. She's a great influencer. She's got a lot of followers. We hired her to to push our, our merchandise. End of story. You don't like it, then we don't need you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That would have been... Ah, oh, you imagine if they put out billboards, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Bud Light, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, that'd have been fantastic. And uh, listen, everybody pisses on on Bud Light. We drank it a lot, you know, in our twenties, going out to the bars and stuff. Hey, Bud Light, hey, Bud Light. I remember going going to baseball games. Bud Light, but we should drink it all the time. Budweiser, I never really drank, but Bud Light, we drank a lot. Yeah, which is really stupid. <laughs> oh, whatever. Mean, what are we trying to do? Watch our weight? <laughs> we I don't know. I think intake? it tasted better. Uh, Budweiser itself, I don't know. I don't just didn't like the... I don't know why I didn't like the taste of it, but Bud Light, for some reason... But to be fair, that. though, I mean, that was kind of the only thing available in bars and, and stadiums and shit. And once other oh, stuff whatever. started coming in, I started drinking other stuff. Well, then all of a sudden, you got breweries popping up out of nowhere. I feel like there was... I feel like 10, 15 years ago... There were a handful of beers, 
And now all of a sudden, everybody's got a beer. There's like yeah. 17 tabs, you know, all lining up the bars. You can get a million different types of beer. But back in, the, in, in our day, when we were hitting the bars, Bud Light, Coors, Miller, you know, it was, was Stella. It? Maybe. It. Maybe yeah, Stella. Maybe. It depends on what bar you went to, Stella. And uh, Heineken. Heineken was always like a Heineken was like a I'm a beer, like excuse me but I need to have a beer and it's a Heineken. I didn't like the taste of Heineken either. Yeah. I, it was too taste. I don't know. It tasted like gasoline to me. It was very bitter. Bitter. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when like um, Sam Adams came onto the scene like before we could even start drinking. You were like Sam, what the fuck is that? And like people were just ordering Sam Adams because it was something different. Yeah. You know, just something that they weren't used to the last 30 years here in New York. You know? Exactly. It was something new hitting the scene. And we were like, all right, I'm trying to say they had different varieties, Bud Light and all these things. They didn't have uh, seasonal beers. <laughs> no, there you was know, no. There was no winter Bud Light and summer Bud Light. Yeah, there was. But Sam Adams had variety. And, it, you know, they, they hit something there. But you know, it's funny. Like my grandfather used to talk about this a lot and I don't really remember it. But I did start remembering what my father would tell me about it. But like you walk around Brooklyn back in the day and like Schlitz and Paps and all these, it was all, there's another one with a K. It was all made in Brooklyn. They had like a thousand beers back in the day. Oh, I'm sure. You know, before it got consolidated down to all basically bud. Yeah, there was probably after Prohibition, it was probably in the wars, probably a huge boom on that stuff. And that started a bunch of companies. Yeah, back in the 50s though, 60s in Brooklyn, yeah. there was like, dozens of breweries in Brooklyn yeah. all making beer. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of them made it, kept going. But, you know, again, when we were when we were stomping around New York City, yeah. I feel like we all we drank was Bud Light. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, we got to give a, a Byron update, our pal Byron. Update me, baby. This was the guy who was married for 21 years and never went on a date. Right. Split with his wife and is now dating. He went on one date that he was waiting for the date to arrive for like two hours, almost two hours. The date shows up, stays for 10 or 15 minutes, gets a call and leaves. Yeah. That was the end of that. And he made a video about it and it went super. This video about his quick date went super viral. Right. We had him on. We talked to him. And he told us on that episode that when the video went viral about his date, somebody had commented on it that he was talking to previously on like a Facebook dating thing and that they had arranged to go on a date that weekend. That's right. So this was, was before it went viral. This, this person yes. saw the video. It was one of the first people to comment. Yep. And was like, oh, let's, I, I'd be interested. So. She, they went. They arranged to go on a date. This was what last weekend. Yeah, and it went. It went so viral that she had to delete the comment because she felt weird. But they still connected, mm -hmm. made plans to go out. It never happened. <gasps> no, so heartbreaking. Oh man. Yeah. What What's that about? Why, they why were, didn't it... they were going to some show? It was outdoors. It got rained. They were gonna move it. So he reached out to her and was like, do you want to get coffee or something instead? Ghosted. No answer. Oh, no. Not Isn't that ghosted. heartbreaking? Oh, I, I felt like that was a that was a good lead. I thought that was a 
Damn, I had. It felt like an organic, like nice. Yeah. Yeah. She reached out to him. He didn't reach out to you know that that's. Why would she ghost him? And they didn't even meet up. It's not like she met him and changed her mind. There was no interaction. I thought right before, like she reached out to him. They made a date, and then she ghosts him. Messed up, right? That's weird. Ah, oh, that stinks. What's going on with this guy? I don't understand it. Seems like what a sweetheart. Is... He does. Very nice guy. We talked to him for what an hour uh, that time. Yes. Yeah. So uh, such a nice dude. Uh, get... He was so he reached out to me afterwards, and he I guess we said at some point like maybe we'll go to Vegas. We said we'll take him to Vegas, and he was like, "Hey, if you really really want to go to Vegas, let me know." Let's take him to Vegas. And I was like, "We might take it to Vegas at this oh, point." I'm I told my wife, "I'm like, we got to do it for Byron, sweetheart. It's not like I want to go to strip clubs and shit Listen, like that." You know the pod, honey, Aaron. The podcast is you know dragging me to Vegas. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm pretty sure we could write this off as a business expense too, right? That's I mean. I don't know who's right, but they're the ones writing, writing it, it off. off. Write it off what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, ah, man. And that was what? That wasn't this past weekend. That was the week last weekend. Yeah. And he hasn't heard from her since. No, nothing. That's, that sucks. I don't understand. It's the same thing as the other woman. Like, why don't they just say something? Like, I don't understand. Well, just Dia has a point. Maybe she didn't like the spotlight, which is evident from her deleting her post. So maybe she didn't want to be a part of the the whole update, the narrative. Maybe. Maybe. That's that, a good that's point possible. to you. That's yeah. very possible. Yeah, it might not have been personal. It could have been, I don't want to be a part of the whole. But you're kind of not even in it. I mean, even when we were talking to him about it, we were like, you know, keep us updated. But, like, you could, you could do that stuff and not have your significant other or not have the other person be on it, really, you know? Like... Yeah, no, that's true. if he yeah, if they got together and she was like, maybe she just didn't. I don't know. And she was like, listen, do what you're going to do. Do your videos. Just I don't want to be in them. Yeah, that, that that's no, fine. Who the hell would know who she is? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, that, nobody would know. Yeah. Make up a name. She's Jane Doe. We went out. Um, we're, we're dating. We're not. Whatever the story is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that stinks. Let me ask you a question, and this is this is for Byron's research sake, because because okay. this is all I think about now in my life. I hope Byron's watching. Yeah, all I think about is Byron's dating life. <laughs> Do you think it's too not forward, but not first date appropriate to go to like a concert? Now, granted, these shows that I, I don't know about this particular one because this one sounded like more of a concert concert. The first like date, a stadium that, concert, or like a, or like a club concert, or or a, a I think it's different. theater concert. It's, theaters are different. I, I feel like theater and stadium are on the same page, but if it's like a club or like there's a bar, there's food being, you know, if it if it's like a bar restaurant atmosphere and there's a, there's people playing, I feel like that's different than a stadium or a because. It's like going to a. I feel like it's like going to a movie. You can't really talk to each other. You're focused on what's going on. That's what it is. You can't talk to each other. So you think these girls are like, I don't want to be shouting, or I don't want. You think it's not because it sounds like he loves live music and he's just inviting women to go to live music and maybe well, a coffee. A yeah. You know, it like okay. Here's to further my question: mm -hmm. Is a dinner too much? 
Like, is it just no. let's meet for a coffee or let's meet for a drink? I think both are acceptable. I mean, it also, you have to factor in your interaction before you agree to go out. Have you been talking for a long time on the phone, messaging each other? Is this, like, have you only been talking for a few days? If it's like a few days or close to a week, then maybe it's a coffee during a day, a lunch. If it, if you've been talking for a couple of weeks and you finally, hey, let's go out, we'll have we'll go get some dinner. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think dinner on a first date is is great. Uh, I don't see the problem there. Hmm. Nothing wrong with dinner. I think uh, maybe I don't. I can't imagine a woman being like, "It's a concert, so I'm changing my mind." You know, I don't. I don't see that being the a deciding me, factor. But maybe if they're on the fence, like like, like I'm thinking, I'm on the fence. All right, Paige has a good point. Live music is second or third date. The first date needs to be more one-on-one attention than concert. Okay, so maybe maybe advice for Byron would be maybe skip the live music on the first date. Maybe do a one-on-one kind of. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe. And I'm also thinking you got to go coffee or cocktails before you commit to a full-on dinner because. I think you got to give the other person an out. Like, okay, if you want to not scare me away, don't rope me into a dinner. That's what is this scared? Like, I feel like if you're if you want to go on a date with someone, and you're that hesitant that sitting down with a uh, for a meal with them is scaring you off, then you're not then you're not interested in this date. Yeah, but listen, back in the day, I mean, we were dating what. 10, what, 15. you and I? How long have we been dating? 10, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, if you met somebody, you ha- you were at a bar, you were having drinks that night, you probably said, hey, you want to meet up for drinks again? Like, I don't know if you really cut to dinner right away. I don't know. Uh... Or you said you got a number and then maybe you spoke a little bit and then it was like, do you want to meet for drinks again? I don't I know if I ever went to dinner immediately after. Dinner was always like an after drinks date. Maybe. Date. I mean, because my wife and I, I mean, I guess it's different when it's something like that. My wife and I, we talked online for like uh, for almost a month. Then our first time meeting each other was at a Halloween, you know, we went to a Halloween party. Which I thought was a huge mistake and still do to this day, at least on her end now. Okay. <laughs> then our first like date date, like where we went When out. you told me you were taking this girl to the Halloween party. And now I I don't think I showed up at the Halloween you party. You were not there, no. I think I was working. I think I had an event that night. Right. Um but I just remember thinking, what a mistake this is. And, and she met she met like half my family and and half my friends. That's, that one day. It's not your family. It's the friends part that I was like, you're making a huge mistake. You can't bring a person around these people and expect it to last. <laughs> it lasted. We're still married. I And I lost a lot of money that night and I would make the same bet to this day. <laughs> so it's, I feel like it's different for every, you know, you got to read what's going on between you and that other person. If you're comfortable enough, Hey, let's, you know, maybe it starts out. Hey, let's go get some drinks. And then while you're there getting drinks and the place serves food, hey, you want to grab some food? Okay, now listen, if that's the case, if you're having a couple of drinks and you're like, 
I'm getting kind of hungry. hungry. You want to grab something? And I think that's okay. If that's the vibe and they're comfortable and it's good, then it's good. Then you're good. But don't say, hey, we're doing, (laughs) you're locked into four hours with me, dinner and a movie. Let's go. I feel like that's the way it used to be. No, hey, we're going to dinner and a movie. Isn't that, isn't that always the the thing? Yeah. Well, but my point is, is classic date. If we kind of felt 15 years ago that that was a bit much, I can't imagine how people are feeling now. I don't think that's much. That's too much. Dinner. Let's go to dinner. People. I feel like that's classic first date is dinner. Let's no, dinner. dinner you is want to like grab a some dinner sometime. You know two hour commitment. So what? That's a date. What? What do you? What's who's rushing? Two hour commitment. Yeah, be in the moment. Be on the date. What do you? What do you got one foot out the door already for? No, that, but but I. That's the that's the rush is getting to the dinner. Taking your time is doing the drinks first and then getting the dinner as a second date. Somebody I feel in the like, chat said that too. I feel like before social media and all this stuff. The drinks part is how, you, or maybe how you met. You know, you already had your drinks the first time you met. Then, if you want to, hey, you want to grab some dinner sometime is is the first date. Because now it's you meet online, you meet through friends, and then the first date is let's get drinks. But back in the day, before social media, before the internet, it was you met them at a bar and you had your drinks there and you chatted for an hour. Yeah. But did you ever convert that into a dinner? I don't think I did. I was always like, do you want to meet up for drinks? You want, you know, you want to go so and get a drink. So you're at a bar talking to a girl and you go and you're drinking and yeah. you say, do you want to meet up for drinks? Uh, I'd be like, well, give me your number. <laughs> and then if we spoke again, it would be like, you want to go meet up for drinks? I know you like to drink. I saw you that night. <laughs> I know you're a giant alcoholic. <laughs> you want to feed the addiction? Let's go. Yeah. Do you ever call somebody and they go, who is this? And you're like, <laughs> who is it? Yeah, we met uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. You know, you gave me a number. You weren't that drunk. You gave me a number. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I showed up for a date one time and the girl had entirely no idea. I feel like That's in her mind, I could have been one of like three guys. <laughs> I remember going on a date. First date, we went to a museum. I think I told you this. We went to a museum. And then we went to lunch after. This is a great part about being friends with you, Frank. You could tell me things, and I'll forget it a year okay. and a half later. So we went to a muse- we went to the uh, the MoMA Museum of Modern Art in the city. First date, only date. <laughs> so, we went- <laughs> <laughs> so we went there. We met at the museum. We're walking around, and it's modern art, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I appreciate some of it. You know, it's it's this kind of stuff where it's like a dot on a canvas and that's like supposed to be this huge thing. I, I, I get it. All right. right. I understand that sometimes that's okay. That's good stuff. But, you know, and it had like Picasso was that, you know, had a lot of that kind of stuff. in the, So I was appreciating it, but I made a joke about one, one painting, one piece of art. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it was very not pro the art, you know, whatever it was. Got it. And it didn't land. You know. <laughs> I bet it didn't. You know, so she, I don't know if she was, I don't think she was feeling offended by it. It wasn't an offensive joke. It was just a, oh, well, then obviously you don't understand me. I was like, okay. So then I just kept, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Uh, I just fucking torpedoed the rest of the date. I was like, ah, oh, this fucking stupid. Look at this thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? I was I was totally out of it. I was like, all right, if you know what, you're not going to be on board. This is my sense of humor. I'm going to make fun of some stuff. I'm going to like some stuff. But I was like, whatever. Uh, this art, does, you know, some of it's stupid, in my opinion. Some of it's great. But uh, then we went. 
then for some reason she she was like you know let's get we i don't remember who initiated it but we got lunch right after and that was the end of it we're like all right see you still went to eat after that we went to eat after that you're an idiot i would have been like no i gotta go do you remember a couple of weeks later you and i happened to be out and we ran into her oh really i don't remember randomly and i don't even remember if we spoke to each other for any length of time but you you were talking to a friend of hers and I was like, oh, shit. All right. I, you know, <laughs> I guess I got to talk to her now. <laughs> ah, that's hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, that well, was. Now, I remember, all right. Uh, let me ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Did she pick the museum? Oh, man. I don't remember. That's a and good question. And was she an artist? Fuck that. I'm an artist. I could pick, you know, <laughs> I could make fun of art. Fuck that. I'm an artist. <laughs> I could make fun of art if I want to. It wasn't like I was, I wasn't pissing on everything. I wasn't like, oh, these people don't know what they're talking about. Look at this shit. I was like, you know, well, check this out. You know, I was, I wasn't a, a complete Neanderthal about anything. Right. You know, I wasn't a jerk. I wasn't being cruel. Or you mean. saw a joke and you took it. You I saw, saw jokes, yeah. you know, harmless jokes. Yeah. But you know, she was obviously a fan of everything there. So. <laughs> she's having the time of her life, like, oh, this guy might be it. This is a magical day, and then you're like, look at this shit. You're like, she's look like, at oh, this crap. crap. <laughs> you know, two year old probably did this. They hung it up. <laughs> they pulled this off of someone's refrigerator. You know, there's there was like a ladder in the middle of the room, <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> I was like, all right, you want to call that art? fine everything is art you know it depends on the eye of the beholder i get it is that art or did the maintenance guy have to go run and take a phone call exactly you know so i'm like you can have a sense of humor about stuff so yeah it was a little of that and it was a little of let me test this the waters here with my with a little sense of humor how far can i go yeah yeah you know so apparently not that far but whatever it was i knew it wasn't anything so i was like yeah whatever i'm just gonna I'm just i can't believe you went to lunch i would have found any excuse yeah, to get I don't know like out of it i don't know why i don't remember why i tell my wife to this day the date that we went on um because we had known each other we were acquaintances i guess or friends of friends whatever mm-hmm. so the date that we went on i was on i can't even remember who i was on the phone with i don't think it was you um I don't remember who I was on the phone with, but it was one of my friends and I had plans to go. I don't even know. I, I, it was, uh, the, our friend with the red Ninja turtle bandana, him. Uh And I was like making, I made, I had made plans with him. And I was like, if this, it goes horribly wrong, I will meet you in the city in an hour. Like that was the plan. And I tell my wife this to this day and it's the God's honest truth. Like, I in every every date scenario had a backup plan slash out. That's see, you're planning to fail. Not planning to well, I obviously didn't go on that particular night. I didn't I didn't know, but just because you have a, a an emergency uh, you know I never yeah, I know, but I never see if you do that, that's always in the back of your mind and you look it's almost like you're looking for it. You're looking for the excuse. You know, it's it's always there. It's like you're not a hundred percent into the date. You're you're like ninety five percent into the date, and the five percent of you is holding back a little bit because you're like, 
Is that my out? What am I doing? Because I think I was five percent into every date and ninety five percent on the way out. <laughs> I, I never had a backup. Like if this goes bad, I gotta call you. You, you know, or send you a text or whatever it was. You know, if I made a plan for that night, that was my plan. That was the night. That was the the date. Not me, man. I was a hundred percent like who, who else is where doing what, so that if I need to get the hell out of this, I got somewhere else to go. But I think that's different. So you're saying you're making noises. I think that's a common thing, but I also think that's no, I mean, common for New York. No, it's definitely a common thing to have the the out the emergency backup thing. I get that because it's not, a big listen, deal to go out in New York. It's not like you're like you go out yeah. in like a little town. It's like oh, I go out, I come home, I'm 15 minutes away. In New York, it's like an ordeal. So you're like, if I'm going into the city, and it, this it's a sucks, commitment. it's the whole night. It's yeah, I'm going night. somewhere else to do something else. I, I get that, but I feel like if that was ever the case where I went into the city and nothing, it it, it was a you know everything went wrong and it ended. The date ended and I was like, ah, whatever. Then you could you, you play it by ear. You call up people. You know, you make plans afterwards. It's not like uh, I never had that bailout call or that that backup plan. Like, oh, if this doesn't work, I'm going here. Oh, it was always I'm trying to make this work. It wasn't a, uh, you know, wasn't a, there wasn't a, I never had a backup plan. See, I never felt that's so interesting. I never felt that. like I'm trying to make this work. It was always. Let's see how this goes. I always, you know, yeah, I know. Let's see how it goes. But, and I understand that, but there's always an effort. Like I try to put in an effort of, I want to put my best foot forward here. I want to, you know, I'm not here, you know, to put all the, you know, you have all the work to do. And I'm just sitting here, sitting back going, oh, let's see. Impress me. How, you know. <laughs> What, what no, can you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course not. No, I, I'm I'm committing to the date. I'm I'm you know, all my cards are on the table. I'm like, all right, here I'm here in the moment, and I'm not thinking of like you know, I'm thinking of I'm focused on what's going on in the moment. So I'm not like planning my escape or anything, you know, beforehand. Uh like if I if I if, if you made it if I made it to the point where I'm going on a date with you, then. I'm not dreading that date. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, this could this could be bullshit and I'm out of here. I don't know if you've been on really bad dates, though. I mean, it's is that the, is the art date the worst date you've been on? Uh, it's probably up there. Yeah. Okay, so then that's not All right. What's your worst date? I mean, I've been on some really horrific dates. Give me, give, give me typical. What's typical? Give me some typical. <laughs> give me some typical. <laughs> Paige Ann still looks for excuse and backup plans, even with his friends gathering. So that is well, true. That I understand. That, that's I, I, true. I'm always leaving early, so I'm like, I get the hell out of here. Yeah, you leave before so, I do. Uh, yeah, you you're doing now what I said I was doing back then in dating. Yeah, but friends that are gonna be there tomorrow. You know, if I leave, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to not call me the next day. Let me tell you something. That's getting less and less true with the older and fatter and more cholesterol-y we all get. So you're saying that, but one day one of us ain't going to wake up and you're going to be like, shit, I shouldn't have fucking left the thing early. Yeah. Who knew Aunt was going to take a heart attack? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change my, my, the way I am because you might have a heart attack. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, it's far no, God, too give late. Me, give me typical. Come on. Give me a typical I mean, bad day you went on. I would, dude, I was on some really bad. I mean, example. Off the top of my head. Um, all right. The two, uh, there's one that really sticks out. Um, one was like, it was just, it was very nonchalant. Like, do you want to hang out? Right. And it was like, sure. And this was through a mutual friend that both you and I know that we hung out with a lot back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was her friend. And it was, do you want to just like hang out? And I was like, sure. And so she was like, okay, come. I don't know if she was picking me up or I picked, I can't even remember it. But I just remember, I got to really be careful here about how much of this I share. <laughs> I just remember her showing up. And it was a very old car, which is not, that's not a judgmental thing, but I, I bring it up because we drove so far and I really started to think, I don't know if we're going to get there because of. Wait the, a minute. She picked you up in her car. We drove in her car. I don't remember if she picked me up or if I met her and she was like, let's take my car. And knowing you, you were like, you drive. And I was uh, maybe I'm not driving. I'm that might have been that might have been the case. <laughs> but we went into Brooklyn to pick up a computer. This and is not a date. I started to think, am I just helping you carry a computer down a couple of flights of stairs? What the hell is this? <laughs> is that what, what is this is? But she was like, it, no, and it was like we were talking a lot, and then I found out that. She was divorced already, which is, again, no judgment, but we were younger so that she kind of went through a marriage very quickly. So I think who and, the hell this is. And again, I bring this on because I don't think she was ready, you know. Um, she was probably getting the computer out of her husband's, <laughs> husband's place. She bought it for she like bought it off of somebody uh, and she was like, I have to go. She was like. Cause I was like, what do you want to do? Like I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking we'll get coffee. It's a, it's a day date. So already I'm kind of like, I'm, I always felt good on a day date. Cause it's like, eh, I'll you, just, you didn't have any plan. There was no plan. It's already strike one with me. If I'm it was, dating you, you don't have an idea. Well, it was like, That's strike we, one. it was, I don't know. I forget even how it happened. Let's I see. think you don't have a plan and I'm driving strike one and two for me. If I'm dating you, if you're dating me, yeah, but she insisted on driving. I think, I think she, I don't remember. I swear, I think she picked me up. Okay, let's let's get to strike three. All I'm right, not so a- she, she go to some guy's place and you pick up a computer, yeah. So we, yeah, and and so we drove to Brooklyn because I, because I, again, I was thinking like, oh, coffee or whatever. And she was like, actually, she's like, I, I do, I bought a computer and I was. I was going to plan on picking it up. It's like, if you, she's like, do you want to go do that? And I'm like, okay. Now, and I'm thinking again, this is kind of in like our old neighborhood. So when she said, I bought a computer, I'm thinking about going to pick it up. I'm thinking, all right, we'll go a couple of blocks and, you know, right. get the computer, get a coffee or I don't know, a slice or something or whatever. And uh, she's like, yeah, it's in Dumbo. Holy shit. So right, for people who don't know, that's about a good half an hour. Yeah. No traffic. Yeah. To get the Dumbo. Dumbo's under the Brooklyn Bridge. And it's like, it's, I mean, and this was, this was 12 years ago. So it wasn't even trendy fun Dumbo just yet. It was almost mm. there, you know? And we go up to this douchebag's like loft or whatever. And now I'm like, I, I'm like, 
are these two fucking i don't even know what's happening I, you know like i don't know what the you know but she's it was a, a she, dude there's a dude in the apartment this, dudes are a dime a dozen but she's asking me very specific like daily questions mm. and then i remember we had one of the most if not awkward most horrific like make out session like i just remember thinking like this i how did you get to make out her point. her so you pick up a computer you throw it in the car you get in the car to drive wherever yeah we're like on the way back and because at this point i'm kind of thinking like this is not fun for me like i don't like i'm happy to help somebody out here but i'm already thinking like married and divorced like she's already talking about a lot of other like issues and things going on. Like I feel for her and everything, but this is not, I'm fucking 20, whatever. I don't want to somebody's shit and an ex husband to worry about and all this kind of stuff. I mean, now I could see it being different, but then, you know, right. right. Um, then, you know, you're young, you got the world by its balls, you know? So, um, and then I just remember she started making out with me and I was just like, this is horrible to say, but if we're being honest, oh boy, I remember thinking to myself, "This is why you're divorced." Like, if this is how you kiss somebody, bad kisser. What I mean, dude, horrific kisser, horrific kissing, like bad kissing. And look at me, like <laughs> nobody. That's, that that's looks a low like bar, them. my friend. Yeah, <laughs> should be like, oh, that one's a bad. But she was. I mean, she a sweetheart. I, I swear to God, I can't even remember her name. Uh, but I just remember it was just a strain. It was like an old white. I could, I could remember the car and I could remember being on the BQE going, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> I remember telling myself, I remember thinking like, wait till I tell my father for some odd wait reason. Wait till I tell my father. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's going to be like, Hey, I go. And I'm going to be like, we went to go pick up a computer. Like I was thinking of different things to say so that I didn't have to tell him the truth. <laughs> we went, oh actually dad i was on a date with a divorcee and i went to go pick up a mac you know and yeah, we went cat. to the middle of nowhere brooklyn <laughs> almost manhattan yeah and uh then we made out a little bit uh, at least yeah. yeah all right but bad bad kisser that's not good and that wasn't even the worst one like the, the worst one was the girl who didn't know where she lived that one that wasn't even really that sounds tech- interesting that wasn't even technically a date. Maybe we'll save this for another time. That sounds like that's a teaser. That's a, that's a good teaser. It's a teaser. That's a good way to leave that off. All right. Yeah. Remind me to tell you guys that one. Um, the sound machine's broken, so we just have to awkwardly end the show. I could do my. Uh, is that it? We're just ending it here. Yeah. Become a member. Join below in the thing. Yeah. You do the thing, you have the thing, mm-hmm. and there's the thing with the other thing. Mm-hmm. Show me potato salad. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>